fucking round three of this bullshit. Hello and welcome back to our stupid podcasts. <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, today, I guess we're just gonna do a review of Paranorman. We'll talk about parts of the movie, yeah. uh, how we liked it, that kind of, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I've been a really big fan of the Leica films since Coraline. Um, I think I've seen all of their movies up to date, and I really appreciated Bar- Paranorman for <clears throat> what it did as a children's movie, especially with some of the darker jokes. Yeah. The bullying themes, the acceptance. Death. <laughs> Straight up death, yeah. <clears throat> um, the, the premise is something I, I did really love because, I mean, just a boy who can see and talk to ghosts, like, I just kind of like that shit, I mean. Yeah. It's a great Halloween film for younger people. For any people. And for anyone, really, but, I don't know, it's just, just a really good film, and I think everyone should at least watch it. <clears throat> Alright, I guess to start off, I'm going to bring up his hair. One of the most paranormal things in the movie is how his hair just stands straight up. It shows him combing it, and it just kind of springs back, and it also shows him uh, going through the woods at one point, and it gets all destroyed and matted, and then it just springs up and like leaves and sticks shoot out. Which, what fucking conditioner he using, because damn... Straight up. You need to know. I want his secrets. I want magic hair. Right, right, like a. Well, write a letter to like, like a films. Just yeah. be like, hey, uh, how his hair do that? <laughs> hey, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate how you pick out the most ridiculous of what? little things in movies. They need to be explained. <laughs> do they really know? I would like them to be. They don't need to be. Yeah. Uh, another point is the teacher that shows uh, her directing the play they're in, and she's also one of the people leading the mob for when the zombies are around. One of her hands is, slash arms is about twice the size of the other one. Just mm-hmm. no, nothing about Char- that. Character design. Um, there was some like film symmetry in it. The first zombie she sees has, like, one buff arm and one that's just, like, a skeleton arm. Yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose. I would assume it's I, on purpose. I would assume so. Or unless it just accidentally made one of her arms bigger, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're sculpting, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's really What was it? Clay models, or...? Um, I think it's a clay, but... Like a wireframe? Like, it's a wireframe, and it is clay, but... Like E.T.? Have you seen any of, like, the behind-the-scenes? I've seen for Wallace and Gromit. How they move I th- that. I th- it might be similar, but you should totally look it up because they have drawers of just faces and emotions and like hands and clothing. It's Which really I wouldn't cool. be able to, like, even if I had the commitment and skill to do that, I couldn't do it. It would yeah, creep me you, the fuck out. Like with Kubo, <sighs> um, <laughs> during the, um. I forgot that was stop yeah, motion. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. I think it might have been during the credits, even. Uh, it shows them animating the, uh,. Like, paper? Oh, yeah. The, the, like, giant skeleton thing. I remember. It showed the guy, like, editing him. And, like, moving him around. I'm like, that shit would drive me nuts. But it is so cool. Yeah. Like. I would hate having to physically do that. I would hate my fucking life, but. (laughs) I mean, I think it would be fun at first, but after a while. Like, once the movie came out, maybe I'd feel something. But most (laughs) of these they work on for, like, seven years. 
And honestly, a lot of people underappreciate the energy and effort that goes into stop motion films. Yeah, I mean, of course they do mix it in with or mix in um, digital. At least with Paranorman, I don't know about. If they did with, I'm pretty sure they did with Kubo, and I know that they did with Coraline. Because there's just some. Like I said, I don't remember anything in Coraline. I don't even know if I saw the whole movie. I have it. It's good. It's really good. The book Uh, is good, too. I'm pretty sure they didn't do any digital stuff for Wallace and Gromit, The Were-Rabbit, because that's the only one I remember. I haven't seen that in years. It was good. I saw that at Drive-In. I I remember enjoying it. It's just been a long time. And Mm -hmm. I really like old-school Wallace and Gromit, too. I've always Was it new school? Is that still going? I don't know. I don't think so. It was good. I I remember watching the uh, older shorts a lot. As a kid. I'm pretty pretty sure Were Rabbit is the only one I ever saw. I think it's the newer one. The, the newest thing from them. Yeah, that's cool. Do one motherfucking time. <laughs> so, what did you appreciate the most out of this movie? Um, well, obviously I do appreciate the stop motion mm-hmm. mixed in with the digital editing. And it is beautiful and the character design and how... Yeah cartoony everything is is really amazing I know. uh aside from the aside from the oh, whole thing about just norman constantly being terrorized and um i don't know like his family being disappointed in him being bullied at school having no friends until uh Eugene? the big kid comes along uh, but still being one of the kindest people, especially to the ghosts, and at the end using that kindness to turn, like, basically a 300-year-old poltergeist and just turning her human again, yeah. just with kindness. <clears throat> I I appreciate how nice he is and how that sticks with him, and he has reason to be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes through all this shit, and, like, especially, like, the family stuff, that kind of hit home. Yeah. For me, the first time I watched it, and, like, the end was really sweet, and like, I don't know, like you said about him being, his family kind of looking down on him, and almost saying that he's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Like like his like his sister was the stereotypical older sister in movies, just to be like, a uh, little geek brother, mm-hmm. kind of stupid, but uh, obviously more and more throughout the movie, more than any of his other family members, it showed how much she truly did care for him. Yeah. At absolutely. first it was just a ploy for her to like, get close to the jock, but after a little bit, it became about her wanting to be with her brother and eventually standing up in front of an angry mob for him, which was in itself pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Um, a question I have with this film was, what is the afterlife in this? Uh, all they have mentioned on it is why the grandmother didn't move on to heaven, uh, and her explanation was just because there, she didn't really like frolicking, which she imagined it's what it would be, and she imagined they didn't have Canasta or, I want to say she said some TV show, uh, to keep her busy there either, and the only other mention of afterlife other than being a ghost in what I would assume is purgatory, just walking the earth, is the uncle, uh, talking about how he can't move on until Norman... Uh, like, can perform the ritual, and he knows that, like, the line won't end and the curse won't happen, which, I mean, it still does, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the uncle just kind of disappeared. Like, he was in a scene and then just never showed him again. Like, not even ascending Maybe or... Maybe he passed on? Yeah, you would assume, because... But then it's like, 
What, what? So at one point he even asked for his help when the zombies are there and he just doesn't come back. Yeah, because like, Aggie, or the little girl, yeah. um, she was stuck there because she was cursed and kind of had her own curse well, going on. Well, like, I would say more like uh, internal turmoil. How she couldn't let go of the anger and sadness and hatred she had against these town people for treating her this way when she didn't deserve it. Yeah, I'm not trapped her there, but like, yeah. what? Because we're just assuming the uncle passed on. Yeah. Because he just wasn't shown again, unless I missed it. No, it, he wasn't shown but, again. And at, like I said, at one point he even tries talking to him again and just uncle doesn't show up. Yeah, what dictates, like, when you can move on? Yeah, uh, in most movies, and I'm pretty sure it mentioned it at some point, is something like your uh, your final mission or... This is a term they always use, I can't fucking remember. But uh, in, in the first opening scene, when we first learn what Norman's powers truly are, we see his grandmother who doesn't move on simply because she just doesn't really and care she to. Likes sticking around. And her, it said her, uh, damn it, it's gonna bug me. Her mission was that she promised to always look over Norman. Mm -hmm. So maybe in the future, if he died, she would have no choice but to move on, but yeah. I'm not quite sure. But during the opening part, we see. A Civil War veteran on a horse, and the horse is dead too, got stabbed like three times. We see a like 1920s, 1930s era mobster who got cement on his legs, assuming he probably went to sleep with the fishes. There was a greaser guy, and yeah, it just, oh, and a, um, I'm just kind of guessing it was Amelia Earhart just impaled on a tree. Yeah. Um, it just shows these variety of ghosts that did the same exact thing. Anyway, uh, there's a whole Amelia Earhart thing, and it just shows all these variety of people who haven't moved on, either yeah. because they can't or so, won't. So, I feel like his uncle's probably still hanging around somewhere then. Well, I, I assume once he fixed the curse, the uncle would have no reason to oh, stay. Oh, no, he did pass on. Oh, yeah. Was that the bathroom scene? I think so, when he, like, disappears. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> We're fucking dumb. He passed on in a fucking shitter. Well, yeah, it's fitting. How did he die, though? It, it just showed him coughing once or twice? To be fair, he didn't look like, it didn't look like he lived a healthy lifestyle, by any means. Because that's okay, why Norman yeah. goes to his house. He did lead a sheltered life and probably wasn't too healthy, but, like, he dies... And you see his ghost start to rise up, and it goes back in, he stands up, he's like, ha, not today, and just immediately dies after that. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume it was a bunch of health problems, but for that immediate of a death, still. Yeah, that and, like, the fact that Norman just, like, breaks into his house, and, like, his uncle's dead body's just there, and Norman just, like, isn't. Isn't phased, like, like... He kind of is, he's kind of freaked out, but, like... After that whole, like, event takes place, it's just never brought back up. Like, Norman's just like, hey, that, uh, that happened. And you just, like, accept it. But then at the same time, maybe he's so used to seeing ghosts that, like, death, death just doesn't bug him. Yeah, like, I would assume death isn't a problem with him. Plus, his favorite movies are horror movies, so that could desensitize him a little bit. It is different in real life, but... Oh, yeah. But... I mean, if he is talking to ghosts, like... Yeah. I didn't even, like, consider that. Yeah. But I think he's just so desensitized to it that, like, I mean, he already knew his uncle was dead, too, so, like, wasn't yeah. a surprise. Yeah. He just walked in, and, I mean, sure, 
I don't know how the fuck he got out from underneath the body because I'm going to assume a 230-pound man who's already gone through rigor mortis, that's prob that's like at least, I want to say 250 in dead weight yeah. that this fucking, what, 12-year-old just pushed off him with no effort. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe fucking Norman just, just shredded. We don't know. We, we don't know. <laughs> anyway, another point I loved was the intelligent zombies. How they knew what they were doing. They were smart enough to walk around and even talk at one point to Norman about what their goals were and what they were trying to do and even admit how they were wrong. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. I really liked that. How, like, the guy was so heartbroken over it and... But, like, so many things they could have done differently. They just walked as a typical zombie mob, like, breaking through doors and when they could have just talked to him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and the whole time he was on the van, like, that whole scene, especially with the moped cop, like, woman in, woman in a moped just fucking, come on, you bitch. Um, woman in a moped just ramming a van full of people and a zombie, just to the point where it's almost tipping over, just the raw strength of that woman yeah. just confuses me. Yeah, man. Uh, and even in town, she was just ready to shoot them again. Yeah. She was like, I know you're dead, but I'll kill you again, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the fact that his uncle was... Like, deterring it all these years? Does that mean that's just... It's like a connected kind of event? That there's someone who has these paranormal abilities and they just happen to be the heir to this, uh... Like, curse stop power? Yeah. Because, I mean, 300 years. <laughs> Hello. Bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh... That was a long... That took, like, fucking an hour. Are you kidding me? God, anyway. I don't know what I was on. Anyway, I'm gonna skip ahead to... <laughs> I'm giving up with that. One of my favorite citizens is the chip guy. Uh, uh, now, let's kind of throw away the fact that the vending machine was in a dark, cramped alley next to, like, no entrances or doors. Mm -hmm. Let's just... Let's just move past that. This dude gets his money in the machine and gets barbecue chips, which are all the way back in the uh, machine, and just watches them. He sees the zombies come around the corner about 15 feet away from him, just goes back to looking at the chips, and they're still, like, slowly coming out. But yeah, the whole stopping for help part, just because they're on their way to find an unmarked girl's grave mm -hmm. from 300 years ago. It was, just, it was interesting. It was it, it had its good comedy in there. Yeah. And, <clears throat> uh, another sweet moment at the end was how the whole family is sitting down to watch horror movies that Norman loves. And, of course, the dead grandmother is sitting on the couch as well. And the dad just comes into the room, uh, sits down to start watching the movie with the son, and asks if his mom is there. And, and before all of this, his father had no interest in anything that Norman ever did. No, just and yelled at him constantly. or mocked what... Uh, uh, abilities Norman claimed Acted to have. Like he was a bother. Yeah. Like he was a burden. Like he ruined the family name. Yeah. And you would think that their mother would know about like the ritual. 
Yeah, because her brother was the one who was doing it all these years. And you think she would make the connection between her brother having this power and her son, but... That's just not addressed? Yeah, it's just not. She barely says anything in the movie, and most of the time it's just talking to the husband to tell him to calm down. Yeah. Like the time when she tells him, stop or I'll have a heart attack, and he just screams out, good, then I'll haunt Norman, and he can finally listen to me, that kind of... Yeah. But yeah, his dad just basically treated him like a piece of shit the whole movie, and then just... Kind of showed they loved him at the end, and like said hi to his mom, which was more of a proof that he believed Norman when she was there. Um, another good part of the end was the the uh, how the Jock brother Mitch ended up just being gay, and it was it was just a casual thing, and no one made fun of it, mm -hmm. no one mocked it. She was just like, oh, okay. It was really appreciative. Yeah. It's not like it was out to hurt anybody or anything. Exactly, and yeah, it was just nice. It wasn't making him flamboyant. He wasn't the guy you would guess would have been gay. Uh-huh. I don't know. If I had to make one wild guess without seeing the movie, I would say the uncle. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I just appreciated it because it wasn't like a stereotypical no, he thing. Was, and it wasn't he was like the, um, in any way. It was, very, it was really nice and kind of realistic. Yeah, if he followed any stereotype, it was the uh, American male teenager where he was like dumb jock dumb jock but he was also really smart exactly, at the same time exactly. he was buff he loved his car uh, i'm pretty sure he played football when he was in high school although i'm pretty sure he's past that point now um he has like some kind of tribal tattoo armband mm -hmm. but uh it just didn't like make any stereotypes about him being gay didn't yeah. make fun of it it was just it was it was good it was just casual it was good representation mm -hmm. and i appreciated how um Aggie, or the witch, was a... This is gonna be weird. I appreciated how it just showed, like, she was just a child. And she was just mad, you know? She and didn't it... understand what happened exactly. to her. She was scared. Exactly. She was angry. And she missed her mom. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't doing it out of, like... I mean, she was mad, but she wasn't doing it on purpose, you know? And that's yeah. how kids are. And that's why I like Norman as a character so much, is he's so much more developed. Yeah. But he's still young and just sweet. And the more Norman and Aggie talk, the more parallels are created between them, mm -hmm. except how she was killed off before she would come to an understanding or yeah. anything. And he was able to show her that sometimes people do or say mean things when they're scared he's and they don't a, really mean them. He's a, just a good character. He's a good boy, yeah. He's, he's a good boy, best boy. He's just a sweet Spike kid. boy. Who, like, goes through a lot, but even though, like, he's bullied at home and at school, he still manages to, like, not be spiteful. Yeah. You know? Which is, like, I feel Rare. like a character trait, yeah, that we don't see a lot. Usually it's, like... Someone will have something, like, they'll be sarcastic or passive-aggressive, but Norman mm -hmm. was just... He was just... Straight-up kind. Yeah. If, there was if there was nothing nice to say, Norman was just quiet. Yeah. He's just a... He's a good boy. I really liked the part with Neil and his dog. Yeah. That was cute. How he's just running around trying to play with his dog. Norm was just kind of watching him. That was yeah. really sweet. And the fact that Neil was just like... Just okay. fully embraced it. Yeah. Like, he's like, you can see ghosts. You want to come see my dog? And it's just, yeah, just... He was just okay with it. Yeah. And even like encouraged... But didn't technically force uh, Norman to just play with the dog as well. Mm -hmm. Getting him to have fun, camaraderie, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, good movie. Yeah. Personally, I'd rate it somewhere out of four out of five stars. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, especially if you like Leica films, I would say it's pretty good. I, I don't think they have a bad 
film. Yeah, always great to support stop motion too. Mm-hmm. Go like it. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> um, we always forget to do this. You just gotta do the draw. We have a or... stein that is filled with ideas for our next podcast. And uh... I think I dropped the last two. Oh boy. I crumpled them so it's not like as obvious. What is it? What is it? Somehow hobbies is back in there. <laughs> it's motherfucking Space Jam, baby! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright, next segment. <laughs> Come on and slam! And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Jam Space Jam! Alright, <laughs> next segment is going to be on Space Jam. We'll try and get it out within a week. I'm gonna fucking hang myself. After. <laughs> After. <laughs>